Olá. Como estás? Muito bem, e tu? It's okay, girl. Yeah, I was like, that's as far as I know. We did really well getting that far. So for our Latina and Latino listeners, uh, don't butcher us. So, because uh, we tried. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Kia. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin. In medicine. Hey, now. Hey, now. So we have a pretty chill episode today. Um, no Mahoney messages, but I'm going to still, you know, put the segment where it goes because I'm respectful to schedules. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we're going to start off with our Elder's Elevation. So, today it is doing the best at this moment puts you in the best place for the next moment. And this is said by everybody's loving auntie, Oprah Winfrey. Um, shout out to her. If you're trying to be on the show, Oprah, you know, we'll record any day for you. So Any moment. Any, any second. <laughs> any second. So, uh, if y'all have connects to Oprah, send this her way. So, um... Today, we have no Mahoney messages, which is fine. You know, I'm still on the high from last week where we had a Mahoney message. So um, if you have anything you'd like to add to us, then um, just email us at melaninandmedicine02 at gmail.com. And yeah, email us with any of your shenanigans, frustrations, if you have some really great accomplishments, if your finals, you just like blew it out the water. If this is your first year of med school and you just finished your first semester, tell us about it. We'll shout you out. We're really trying to just celebrate, you know, everybody black, but also all the minorities in medicine, honestly. So <laughs> even if you didn't do as good on finals too and want some advice too, we're always here for you with our advice or we can reach out to other people to answer questions that we might not know or have experiences too. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. So there's that. Um, we'll step into our stepping stones. Um, so today we have some, like I said, we have some chilled ones. The first one, I feel like this episode is very relatable for like anybody not specific to medical school too. So um, we're going to start with delayed gratification. So I feel like my whole experience with medicine has been like extra delayed gratification or, you know, ours is yeah. especially just because like it's already a long process. But, um, yeah, tell them a little bit about, I don't know, your experience with delay. I didn't know what delayed gratification was until I did the postback program. Um, I feel like I did just because my whole, ever since I told my dad I, or, like, my parents that I wanted to go into this field, my dad would always be like, delayed gratification. Like, every time I'd be like, ugh, I have to study for another test. Mm -hmm. And then he would just be like, it's all going to pay off. So, I guess... We can explain what delayed gratification is. Yeah, yeah. Jump into everything. So how do you kind of, how would you define delayed gratification? I guess delayed gratification is making sacrifices and putting things on hold now for it to pay off in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's, you or would investing. You add, or invest, oh yeah, that's yeah, better. Investing in your current self so that your future self Dang, is Dang, do you know best. what I just thought of? I'm such a nerd. I just thought of glycolysis. Wowza. Okay. Because you just said, like, you know how, like, the first part you, like, mm -hmm. yeah, let me not. No, break it down oh, for the kids. Because no, they'll okay. probably clap along. <laughs> <laughs> not even joking. They'll probably be like, oh, me too. <laughs> Nerd status. You know? Right. No, yeah, you're definitely investing in yourself. And honestly, that's what this process is, is just making an investment in your future. 
um, and in your dreams for who you, and when I say investment, I definitely don't mean, you know, monetary. I mean, like, for your livelihood and for your success. Like, you're doing everything you can now knowing that, you like your dad said, it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that is delayed gratification. And honestly, in the post program, they push that a lot. Like, How would they say? Mainly because it was like, they'd always say like, trust the process, which is very, very true. But they'd also say mainly like... That's the hardest part. <sighs> Trusting something you don't really know. know. Yeah, because you see everybody else do it, but you see just as many people, you know, fail, fail. as you do. But yeah, they just talked about like, Knowing that what you're doing now will pay off, you know, having that unshakable doubt, having that certainty that everything, every step that I'm doing now counts towards my future. I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And that's like what medical schools want to see. You know, they want to make sure that you're confident that what you're doing now will pay off. You know, you have that belief in yourself and then that's what they go off of. But yeah, so we um we have little, I guess, sub-stepping stones for this part. So definitely the ways that we've kind of had to remind ourselves of this delayed gratification process. Um, so I'd say the MCAT. Oh, yes, for sure. It's a reminder. It is a reminder because <laughs> I think a lot of the times when people start studying for the MCAT, they think it's like, oh, let me just dedicate a month to studying, but everyone's different like some people need to invest like a whole year to study for the MCAT and make sure they can get the score that they want but after investing that year um and you getting the score that you want getting into the med school you want that leads you into getting to the residency you want right just that little time that you took that other people didn't take is gonna pay off in the end like you're gonna get more stuff that you wanted like your top schools versus right right and like it kind of goes back to our sacrifices episode because we make a lot of sacrifices for our career and it's not specific to like being medical students or going to medical school or anything like that but like people will make sacrifices for their career and so part of that delayed gratification is knowing that the sacrifices that you're making are worth it yeah and like that's that's the hardest part to accept yeah and I think you saying your career I think um, once, if you decide to go into this field, I think you have to think of it as, as your career, mm-hmm. like not that, oh, I'm still in school. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I guess we'll talk about this in a little bit, but like, <laughs> oh, like we were just talking when we were deciding what to do for our episodes that we feel like a lot of our friends who aren't doing like med school or a health sciences career, like they're all in their career fields right now. And we're not like we're still in school, but right. The, like, my mindset is, like, you if you think about it, like, we're in classes probably from 8 to 5 every day, too. Yeah. So, in my head, that's my career. You're absolutely right. Like, I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah. And that's but... another thing, like, not being able to make money. I, that's, like, a hard... That's a lot of what deters people from doing this path, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of, Because like... we've had... We've, like, been talking to a lot of people. I remember that one time we were talking to that group... And they, like, it was a group of guys, and they were saying, like, I don't understand why you guys are doing this. Like, I'm, you don't remember this. No, ma'am, but I'm listening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, bring me back to it. Let's hear it. We were, where'd we, we were at Denny's? Denny's? Yes. Oh, girl. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I should see her face. Child, no, I do okay. remember that, though. They uh, were like, why are you guys doing this? Like, I'm getting paid. We're, like, they here's the thing yes they were very they were very comfortable with where they were in life 
and it was it was one of those things where it's like I can't even explain this to you because you you just don't think like this like mm-hmm. like there like you have to but a lot of people don't though and yeah. a lot of people th- will think you're crazy yeah because yeah. you're like they legit thought we were crazy because they were like you guys are going to be in all this debt like we are making money right now we're able to save our money and, and they were guys... proud they were like we make 23 dollars an hour like we're doing well like fine we don't have no responsibility but it's also it's very perspective based you mm-hmm. know you don't have any kids you don't have a like responsibility to take care of and I don't think young men had rent to pay yikes <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm saying like you have all this money of course you can blow it on I don't know games and shoes and whatever the likes may be that <laughs> but so it's just like it's all perspective honestly and in that mindset you know the fact that they were just like why are you doing this you can make enough doing anything else right yeah. now shows you we aren't in this for the money. There's no possible way you can get through this career just based the on money. the money. Because yeah. there's there's plenty of careers that we can have that we make plenty off of right now. You know, perfect example. But I'm saying, like, the passion that we have for medicine is what motivates us. The passion for caring for others and proliferating that uh, support within our community. That's the type of stuff Ooh, that keeps yes. us going. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oprah, listen to me, girl. <laughs> I know words, but no, yeah, like that's the type of stuff that motivates us. That's what con- convinces us each time that this delayed gratification is worth it. So, like, th- when they were like, "Why are you doing this?" Like, that's so much time. And yeah, so much money. we just looked at each other and we're like, "We don't have to explain your- ourselves to you oh, guys." Yeah, no, like, yeah. I was like, "Me and Kia don't even have. We don't have to explain our passions and like the reasons we're doing this to each other." Like, no, yeah, we like. I just understand. Like times where Kia's like, "I'm tired." I'm like girl I know like yes. I know <laughs> there's no question about it I know yeah. you know but it, it's worth it it's definitely worth it mm-hmm. so and that's that it's worth it is what tells you like you're on the right path but yeah that's that is a really good point girl I forgot about that completely <laughs> girl we walked out of there rolling our eyes hella Basically. annoyed <laughs> I mean I was fine I was just like they tried yep. to come for our whole life they did and they it 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 really kind of puts us in a category where it's like this is a part of our process where you realize you can't sit with everybody. You know, like, mm. you, yeah, like, mm-hmm. not everybody is for your table. Yeah, because so. I, I feel like after undergrad, I definitely had to cut certain people out of my lives just because, like, they didn't understand or, like, you kind of just drift apart from the people who don't understand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so then we also talked about delayed gratification and the stage of life we're in. So... Basically, like, us being our mid-20s, we kind of feel like a lot of people, like, our friends that Mm -hmm. are, you know, working towards greatness um, are in their careers and, like, you know, established, working on promotions and, I don't know, doing holiday parties and, uh, (laughs) you know, catered (laughs) holiday parties. We're going to, like... Like, where are they getting dresses for? Look, and we're, like, going to... Friendsgivings? And a study group, study group celebrations that your finals are over. I know, and I like I get excited because one of my classmates for during finals week, she like made all of us little like Christmas buckets with cookies in Aww, it. I know that's really sweet. And it's like this, is but this is like your to. job. Yeah. Like that's what people do at work, and mm-hmm. like that. These are the people you see every day. Like you build a bond, you build a passion, and you work towards the same goal. So most definitely, yeah. yeah. So what do you think is the hardest part about seeing all your friends 
outside of medicine. Yeah. Going through. Really, I don't even... I think the only... I mean, like, Jackie's the only, like, close friend I have that's outside of medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Jackie's been mentioned on the show so many times. Because that's the homie. Like, we, we are Jackie. Jackie's yeah. like, like, it's... It's but Jackie's still in school too, so right. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like she's still in school, so it's like not that far. But like when she gets into her career, because I think about that, I'm like, two years from now, Jackie's gonna have her master. Not even two years. I think yeah, it's a, a year, year from, from, now. from now. Yeah, like she's gonna have her master's. She can literally take that anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we'll still be in school. Still tired. It'll be like I'm in jail. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. You're not in jail. Don't take my words <laughs> like that. But I'm saying like, like how would I take that? Like that that is when it really kicks in like yeah. if i'm still single living in a single uh, one bedroom apartment like in school how would i take that and i have to know that that is still a part of the process yeah you know whether or not that you know all that established stuff like that comes it i just have to be confident where i'm going where i'm headed and my end goal and confident in yourself yeah for i don't sure. know i think for me the hardest part is like just watching, I don't know, because sometimes I, like, get upset because I'm like, oh, like, they're just watching everyone go through their next step in life, and I'm mm-hmm. just, like, I just feel like sometimes I'm at a standstill, like, mm-hmm. just because you can't see the finish line, just because it's, with medicine, it's not, like, a year or two, it's, yeah. like, a good eight, 12 years, yeah. like. it's long. Yeah, it's so <laughs> long, and you really can't see, like, a finish line or an end goal when it's, like, eight, 12 years apart. So I think I a lot of the times I just feel like I'm at a standstill and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I almost take it personally, like, what am I doing wrong? Because mm-hmm. I just feel like, oh, like, you're getting that promotion. Oh, like, you're getting ready to save up and, like, make do, like, adult things. Right. And I feel like I'm not doing adult things or, like, sometimes I have to be, like, a little bit dependent on my parents still. Mm-hmm. And, like, all my friends are, like looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm like still a little bit dependent on my parents and they're right. getting to the point where they're like completely dependent from yeah. their parents and yeah. I'm just like am I doing things wrong no. like and then it's like I don't know how I can be but that's where like I mean? the support comes in like having yeah. a strong support group for this having friends who understand the process having parents like, like, yeah or just older, or just people, people who can yeah. talk to you and, and reassure you that it'll be worth it. Yeah. And, like, that makes all the difference. Like, the, they understand, like, maybe you only got $30 to your name this right, week. Right, girl. There's been a couple of times I've been like, Dad, I, I can't pay this, <laughs> this electric bill. I can't do it. <laughs> Can I, I have a lot of candles. You want to slide a five down the table? <laughs> and that'll be that. And that's, but the thing is, like, I know, like, I just have, I'm grateful for this, that my support system is so amazing. Because yeah. I don't even have to worry, like, my dad being like, no, like, I'll give you $5. Right. Like, it's fine. Like, and he's not going to be like wow, like, do I have to keep doing this? How many more But they do it because they see the potential in you. Yeah. And that's what matters. Like, having support who sees the potential in you, Mm -hmm. they'll do plenty, plenty for your success. Oh, way more for your success than anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it it makes it worth it. And, you know. Do you feel like you're at a standstill? mm -mm, No. You don't? Well, look at where I'm at. Like, I'm in the process. Like, this is the most meaty process. I feel like I'll be at a, like, I'll feel like I might at a standstill, maybe toward, like, once I'm in medical school mm-hmm. and, like, working towards that. But, like, right now, no, I'm trying to get into medical school. Girl. <laughs> and so, like, I'm taking 
the yeses and the noes and I'm working through mm-hmm. interviews and I wish I felt like I was at a standstill. Like okay, because you feel like you're st- like you're doing stuff to get through the process. To the next step. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And I'm like just in the process. Right. So I'm like. And I mean, but these are the important times where you have to be like, although I feel like I'm at a standstill, this is the, look, Oprah said, this is the moment to, to cultivate, to, because when you're at a standstill is a time to plot, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, you come up with new goals. Yeah. You can't plot while you're on the move. So you have to like, take the, take the pauses and be like, okay, where do we go from here? What do I want to do? And like, my biggest thing is I really want to have goals while I'm in medical school. So, like, I want to have a research project. I want to make sure I get published. I want to have a mentor on every level. So, I want a resident to mentor okay, me. Okay. I want a doctor okay. to mentor me. I okay. want a chief okay. of surgery. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want the details. So, like, having those goals pushes you through each step. And that's, like, yikes. That's the first time I've actually said that out loud. What? <laughs> like, all my goals for medical school. Out loud. <laughs> But yeah, like what's that saying? If you can say it, you could do it. Is that the okay? I feel like this is a song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but maybe that's true. I mean, yeah. that is true. You gotta, I try- oh, you gotta preach your. You gotta say your things into existence. Speak into existence. Yeah, speak into yeah. existence. That's oh, yeah. that's what I was talking. That about. That is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and honestly, that's true. I've tried to write down all of my goals. So that I don't forget them, so that I see them all the time, so that you consistently remind yourself, this is why I'm doing this. And that's that's really big. When I was um, studying for the MCAT, I wrote, like, my target score all over. Like, just and all And that's over. what you should do. Mind you, it did change as we got closer. <laughs> <laughs> she started with a 520. 520. March. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, oh, and I studied for the MCAT from January to May, so that's why it was such a... But anyway, so yeah. Um, but when when I studied for the MCAT, I definitely wrote down my target score all over. Like, I knew, like, I was looking at my journal. Like, I wrote that all every day. I'd write a target score and, mm-hmm. and like, how close and how confident I feel like I'm close to it. So continue to remind yourself, really, with delayed gratification. That's, like, the biggest thing. You have to be your biggest advocate. You have to I, want it. You have to. <laughs> and then having a strong support system that understands where you're at. Mm-hmm too because I think that's one thing I'm really grateful for you and Jackie this year just on things but <laughs> of course just because I feel like you guys like understand where I'm coming from yeah. and so I never have to explain myself to you guys and you no guys just yeah get it you know because when you're like I'm busy I have to study we're like cool you're like study. We'll see, see you later right <laughs> yeah um I think we hit the delayed gratification so next we're gonna talk about our next stepping stone is GPA about that yeah that's a that's a sad <laughs> just, topic it is a i feel sad like the topic. first one was like personal and maybe sad but like this one's just sad, sad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll go first so my gpa and you don't have to share yours if you don't feel like it but my gpa out of undergrad was a 3.32 moment of vulnerability guys i just want you to know that's how much we care about you look and We're y'all sh- don't even write us a message <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please write a message. But no, yeah, my uh, my GPA is three point three two. I was happy AF to see that GPA. Let me tell Girl. y'all, when I was graduating, like my GPA was wavering. My last year, it was like it was rough. I think the lowest it got was a three point one, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I like I'm freaking out. I need like a decent, strong GPA. I was um planning on going to the military at the time after. 
after I got my bachelor's in, you know, anticipation yeah, to apply to medical probably school. Like, why has this girl changed her <laughs> Because Trump, they know what happened. <laughs> they know exactly what happened. But, um, yeah, so, well, the first the MCAT humbled me, so I was like, I'm not going to join the military yet. And then Trump got in office after I took my MCAT, so I was like, yuck, I'm not <laughs> paying your bills with my life. So, yeah, no, but, um, took the, or... So my last year, I knew um, I needed like a 3.2 to get the military scholarship. So I was just like busting it to like literally pull up my GPA as much as possible. Taking all the, literally, I'd go to my, because I went to my advisor every semester. And I say, look, girl, I need A's. I don't need no games. I need A's. And I need Who'd you have? Uh, well, I don't want to. The lady? Uh, Clam. She was amazing. She was sweet. Yeah, I know you talked. I didn't have her. You lucky. Oh. Yeah, she was she was a sweetie. She actually wrote me a letter of recommendation for Aww. med school. She was an angel. Shout out to my homie, Miss Clam. I'm not gonna put you on blast. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, so I uh did that and then oh, so you can go ahead, look what do you wanna tell yours? I'll tell mine since she told hers. Okay. I had a three point four five. Lovely. Now that's good. That's like I no, would feel confident not. with that. What do you mean? No. Shoot, you was right there. What is it? Magna cum laude? It's three point five. I don't know, girl. I was not um, proud of that. I was hella disappointed when I graduated. Y'all heard nice. my disappointment story. Yeah, because I was I skipping love. across stage. <laughs> girl, I walked through that stage. I was like, <laughs> I was embarrassed. I was so, like, Damn. but a lot of what helped me because my science GPA was on the that was my cumulative GPA yeah, 3.2 so like my science GPA was like wavering on a 3.0 and I took I did really well in my science classes my last two years so that saved me but well must not say my last two years because biochem but um I took um a sociology I took up the sociology minor mm-hmm. and when we say, I was taking these classes, I was like, girl, you better come take look, these classes with me. Well, save my GPA, guys. She was like, when we met, <clears throat> we talked about our minors, and she said she was a sociology minor. I was like, you know, I really like that. Like, that's really good, well-rounded. Like, and she was like, it's the easiest grade booster. <laughs> <laughs> and disclaimer to sociologists, majors, minors, professions, we don't think that's easy at all. We just think our teachers at our school made it very understandable yeah they did and and it was just like a nice break because a lot of science classes all you do is take multiple choice tests have to study take another multiple choice test but sociology was just a nice because girl we got to write papers we got to write discussions (laughs) (laughs) right we got to write discussion boards yeah like we got to go to we had smaller classes social yeah we could be social and like talk in class and like talk about your ideas and opinions i was so scared when like the teacher asked our opinion in a sociology, like a sociology 101. He was like, okay, so what do you guys think about that? And I was looking, I was like, uh. Like, you tell me the facts. I was like, what do you want to know about, why Why does it matter what I think? Is it true? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And that was like, that honestly, that for me, I was just like, wow, this is a whole world right? you don't know anything about. But didn't, didn't you feel like dude, being a social minor helped you on the MCAT? Huge, Me yes. too. I felt like I didn't have to study for the psych social. Not going to say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just felt like I had to review. I didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like the other sections where I was like. Study, study. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the sociology minor, if anything, it just made me a more well-rounded person. Yeah. It, it made me a hugely well-rounded. I mean, I think about like 
all of the groups. You know, I call myself an ally for the LGBTQIA community. Okay. But girl, like I ride for them. Like I just because be <laughs> equality. Like yeah. And and as a minority, like I just feel like I can't support just one minority group. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't push for growth and improvement just for one minority group. So yeah, you know everybody <laughs> Y'all everybody make it. <laughs> I was riding for these social minor classes when we walked into that. We had this one teacher and I took all her social classes online. Oh my god. And I had taken all her online social classes so much. Every single one. <laughs> like every semester you took one of her classes. Online. Because she was like she was she was she awesome. She was just a great teacher. Yeah she was. She was passionate. She was down for the class. Right. And we walked in class the first day and she goes who's Florence and I was like yikes it's the first day what did I do right so I like rose my hand I was like I am and she was just like oh it's finally nice to see your face and I was like oh god she had all of her online classes (laughs) she was like it's so nice to finally meet you I've read your discussion boards for the last three years and I'm like oh yellow old friend (laughs) that's so funny but yeah no like picking up that sociology minor was it was a it was a nice boost, honestly. And and we say all this to say, m- be comfortable with stepping out of your comfort zone when it comes to choosing classes. Like, not because they're grade boosters. If that's please yeah, don't take that don't as take the last that. thing, right? But you never know what you'll excel in. You know. Yeah. So like we were, we just got sociology. Like, and as black women, it makes sense. Like it does. we we experience a lot of the social injustice that goes on. So it's like intersectionality is a thing. Like mm-hmm. it like it just clicked for us. So. If you have something that you're considering trying or that you think might make your college experience well-rounded, like, take the classes. And the thing is, you pay for these classes to make you better in your career field. That's true. A lot of people take these electives because we have to and, like, which one am I going to get an A in? Which, yes, get your grade. But don't forget that the point of undergrad, the point of, like, this process is to cultivate the person that you're becoming. Oh, Oh, say it again. I don't remember what I said. Don't forget But y'all can rewind it. <laughs> but she's so right. Like once you get that de- that piece of paper, that degree, like you're you'll never be able to take. Once you start the whole like med school process, you won't be able to take like that art class you wanted to, that history class you wanted to, Spanish like, class, Spanish class. Like you won't be able to do that. And it's important to do things that you you don't want to regret. That you didn't do it in the mm-hmm. future, you know? Yeah, try everything. Like, my sister's, like, she's, like, a music minor. And she's doing bi- biology. So, it's, Aww. like, you do you. Yeah, for sure. And you can be great at it. So, then, let's talk about that uh, After our that come up. That come the, up. With the post bag. So, my GPA and my post bag was, like, 3.8. Yes. Yeah. That post bag saved me in a lot of ways. <laughs> right so uh and then the average for that was like it brought me up to like a 3.4 ish 3.5 i think about like the average so yeah yeah um and yeah it it what i've noticed is like a lot of schools will look at your post gpa a little more heavy because you're completely different from who you were mm-hmm. you know yeah and i don't know if this is true but i heard that some of some med schools they don't really they look at your last two or three semesters versus mm-hmm. looking at, like, your whole GPA. Yeah, I've heard that, too. You've heard that? Okay, so yeah. that's fine. Which is nice, because it's like, I'm glad you know that I was scum at the beginning, but now I'm cool. We were trying to... <laughs> we were trying to... Stay afloat. Yeah. Young Thug was trying to go to the parties. No? Okay. Pop a little something. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. <laughs> but no, yeah, like, um, yeah, so the the postback program, like, changed my GPA tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got a solid education in my postback program. Aww. Like, everything that didn't make sense in undergrad clicked like crazy. I know. I felt like, do you think, because me and my, one of my friends in my postback program were talking about this too. Oh, by the way, like in my postback, I got a 3.9 and I think it bumped my GPA to like a 3.6-ish. But we, me and my friend, we were talking and we were just like, why does this stuff just make so much more sense? And I think that goes back to like the teachers caring about you. Like, Mm -hmm. I just felt like in my postback program, like the teachers, it wasn't like, because you know those science classes were hella big in undergrad. And we would yeah. just go there and it'd be like, next slide, next slide, next mm-hmm. slide. And you're sitting there like, I could do this at home. And the teachers home. are there for research. Yeah, <laughs> right? And I always felt like I could do this at home so I wouldn't be listening. Like, I was on Facebook. I was on Instagram. I was yep. on Snapchat. You know? You know. Yeah. I pubbed my graduation party. and like, <laughs> <laughs> I added everybody on Facebook to it. <laughs> this is what explains our undergrad. <laughs> But, um, I just, I don't know, like, I just felt like in my postback room, the teachers actually care about us, like, they weren't reading off the slide, like, they were there, they were teaching us to teach us. Mm -hmm. And I think it helped to see the material after you've gotten a full Mm -hmm. understanding of everything, you know, because, like, maybe when you took Gen Chem 2, things in bio weren't, like, lining up, or, like, biochem, and you hadn't really solidified what you'd learned in organic That makes sense. Yeah, so, like, once you have the full picture... The postback was like refining, mm-hmm. like you know, just really fine tuning whatever you sat through and didn't really retain. Like that made a difference a lot. So, yeah, that postback really just That's gave true. me a found- it gave me a good stable foundation. And you feel like walking into med school, like you feel confident. Like yeah. I feel like if I would have gone to med school right after undergrad, I would have failed. Yeah, I would have walked in there like a duck who couldn't walk. You know what I mean? Walked in there like a duck who she would have slithered in there. <laughs> Slithering into med school. You know, I would have been, what's called, had two left feet. (laughs) I feel like, yeah. And I knew, like, when I was applying to the post-bac program, I'd say, like, I want to be a confident applicant to medical school. I want to stabilize the foundation that I have going into medical school. And I'd say all that knowing, you know, that's what the post-bac program is for. But they really did give that. Like, it gave a very stable foundation to go off of medical school. Like, I feel like... Because, like, I I always relate it back to a literal foundation. Like, I feel like if I was jumping off of whatever soil I had when I graduated, I'd sink. So now I feel like I could really fly because it's a stable foundation. He is just spitting all the... Hell, y'all. I just... The knowledge tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, like, it's it's a strong foundation. And once you have that, like, this, the medical school see that. In how hard they you do, worked, you know. Because every time I went to my interviews after med school, like, I in my head, I don't know why I thought I'd walk into my interviews and everyone would be, like, grilling me about my, like, my first MCAT score or, like, being like, why, how did, why did you improve so much? Like, but literally, I didn't even have to explain my GPA, MCAT score at all. Like, I'd walk in and people would just look at my application and be like, wow. Yeah. You were really doing something. Like, yeah. And they would be more impressed versus me thinking I was going to be grilled. You right. Know? Yeah. Now that you say that, I haven't had anybody ask me yeah. about my... Well, they've looked at my MCAT score, but they've been like, you improved. Yeah. Like, but they're not like, what were you doing? You know what I no, mean? No. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And I'd... we'll talk about interviews too. We just haven't gotten there yet, guys. We figured we wanted to kind of go Delayed gratification. <laughs> Keep listening. But yeah. Um, 
Yeah, for sure. But GPA is a, it's a factor. Yeah. Like, it's one of those factors. It's like, you don't, you hate how number, numbers-based this process is. And there's only a few numbers that really matter, and like your GPA matters. But it doesn't define you. It does not define you at As all. you can see from our us, that yeah. your GPA does not define you. And there's room to improve it mm-hmm. easily. And, and I think this goes opposite way too. Like if you do have a really high GPA, I don't think that necessarily mm-hmm. means you're going to be super successful in med school or like... That you're automatically going to get again in med school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think was, it goes the opposite way too. I was on Student Doctor Network and... Uh, <laughs> People be lying on that, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, there's trolls. But <laughs> one of the... Um, I uh, was looking at one of the schools I applied to. And, I mean, I don't know. I could say Indiana. So I was looking at Indiana's uh, like yeah, thread for the application cycle. And one person was saying they got denied. And they, you know, they, they are so nosy on that. They'll be like, all right, what were your credentials? Just, they really they do. They compare themselves so much. It's sick. But I just feel like the process makes you, though... Like, it does, I feel like but... it makes you, which people shouldn't do, but you always yeah. feel like you always have to compare yourself to the next person. You just have to know. But like, it's really bad on student Maybe document. that comes with age, too. Because I feel like oh, we've yeah. had to separate ourselves from so many people doing a non-traditional route. Yeah. That it's just like, you can't be like, what were your numbers? How how tall are you? How long have you been in school? Where were you born? Are you an underrepresented minority? Like People really do be do saying Do you have that. some type of tragic coming, like, up come up? Yeah, people and, really, yeah. And it's like, Mind stop. your own business. Yes. Worry about yourself. Out. Yeah, look, cause who, <laughs> who else is wearing your white coat? Oh, how many people? Who who, who gonna fit in it? <laughs> really? So it's just like I could you, do a little squeeze. Nah, <laughs> it's a size medium for me. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it, I saw so much comparison. I didn't even care to pay attention to the credentials. But I brought that, all that up to say, one of the people who listed their credentials, they said they got like a. 507 on the MCAT and a, I want to say like a 4.0 GPA. Yikes. And that's great and all. And and like when I was looking for medical schools to apply to, I picked Indiana because it was within that range, you know, like a 510. I think their median is like a 508. Mm -hmm. So it, based on the numbers, that person should have got in, you know, and they didn't even get an interview. So all that to say, it had to be something else in their application that stood out to them as a red flag. Mind you, they could have started their personal statement as, now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. But yeah, like, I'd like to take a minute, just... Okay. I'll tell you how... Oh, <laughs> look. We can bring it back. But yeah, like, there, could, there, was, there had to be a red flag somewhere that you will never know about, you know? So don't think just because your numbers are great, you know, you have this solid... Uh, cookie cutter numbers that you're in you have to be humble you have to know that your application is a holistic application they are using this piece of paper to figure out who you are period (laughs) (laughs) exclamation point look so it's like yeah gpa isn't everything it's not it doesn't define who you are and your passions and dedications, you still got to have the numbers. Like, you can't be applying to med school being getting a 2.8 thinking, like, I'm really passionate about this. I'm going to get... No. You're, the numbers, yeah, be realistic. Yeah, be realistic. But it doesn't define who you are, your goals, your passions, your ambitions, where you want to go in the healthcare field at all. So, yeah. And we talk about... I, I think we kind of skimmed over this when we talked about the um, post-rec programs. 
you can change your undergraduate GPA on your own without needing a post back. Post-back, yeah. All you need to do is, now this is risky because, you know, some schools will average the classes. Um, and one thing that's nice about post-baccalaureate programs is that they'll change the names so that they won't be, well, did yours change the names of the classes? They, yeah, they were, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like ours were like med prep. XYZ. Okay. And it would be like specific to MedPro students, but yeah. it would have a different name other than Bio 101. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, same. Okay. So by changing the name, it's considered a different class versus like a retake. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Well, that's how I considered like mm-hmm. the way they separate the two. So when you, if you plan to take classes over again, be very strategic in how you choose them. Speak with an advisor first um, just to be sure that. It won't be like an average situation where they average the grade so that if you got to see an undergrad, you retake it, you get an A, it average out to a B, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So be very cognizant of that. And maybe that happens in post-baccalaureates too, but if you're going to arrange, you know, how to improve your GPA, be very strategic with it. Make sure you plan it out. Make sure you talk it about talk it out with other people um, because you can definitely change your GPA. That's It's fluid even after you get the degree. Yeah. And so. this all goes back to like this process. Like you have to have plans and like goals and steps, like big picture and little picture and stepwise too. And mm-hmm. so you can't just be taking random classes like thinking like, hey, I got to be in this. If I retake it, it's going to get an A. Like they're going to be like, why'd she retake this? Like, right. It yeah. just won't won't make sense. So yeah, like sit down with an advisor, mentor. Mm-hmm. To, oh yeah, yeah. Next so, stepping stone. Next stepping stone is mentors. <laughs> um, so I didn't have a mentor. Well, we'll talk about your mentor experience. I had a mentor, and <laughs> I absolutely love her. Um, I was like, we don't talk as much now, just because she's super busy because she's in residency. Nice. But um, I just felt like my mentor. She was like she was. She's African. She was, she goes to the school that I'm going to. Like, she was just like everything that I want to be in my future. So it was just nice to see someone like who's actually doing it. Sorry, who actually party fails. <laughs> It's okay. Who actually like looks like you, has been through like hard times like you just to see someone like you mm-hmm. where you want to be in the future I think that for me that and was it was like a black big... woman yeah oh come on I know yes. I love her honestly yes <laughs> yeah and just yeah I don't know what else did I say I mean that's great so when did you meet her like at what point um, in your journey did so you I met her my senior year when I was applying to med school and she was amazing like I she I actually met her. It was weird. I met her through, like, a family friend who, like, her family friend knew my dad. And then my dad was like, oh, my daughter goes to the school. And she was like, oh, I'd love to, like, mentor your daughter. Mm-hmm. So she just, like, we reached out to each other. I got dinner with her and her uh, boyfriend. And then they just kind of, like, sat me down. And they were like, what's your goals? What's your plans? Like, you should do A, B, C, D. Oh, so they and really, like, nailed yeah, down Yeah, they were awesome. They were like, this is what we're doing. This is how we got there. Like, these are the different paths you can take. Like, they, like, told me everything. That's nice. Yeah. Is her boyfriend in medicine, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, support. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. That they're is so really cute. nice. Um, and then... Jane um, Beyonce of doctorhood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, 
She would always, like, whenever I was doing my application, she read all of them for me. She, oh, that's nice. Yeah, she edited them mm. them for me. And it made me, whenever I submitted my application, more confident. Because mm-hmm. she's in the process. So I'm right. like, if she passed on this, like, it should be good. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she did all that for me. And she'll, like, check up on me every once in a while oh, and, like, nice. ask me how I'm doing. And, like, she's goals, so she's doing great. Right. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> she's um, but I think it's just nice to have a mentor to like of something that you want to do mm-hmm. and like actually see them accomplishing it because it makes like your delayed gratification or like your goals more realistic. True, very true. And it's like you have somebody rooting for you oh, yeah. from the inside. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of times you go to these interviews, you don't know anybody. You, mm-hmm. you know, start your first day of med school, you don't know anybody. But it's like nice to have a familiar face. It's nice to have somebody on the inside who can be like, okay. This is what you need to do. This is what... And even if they didn't go to that school, they can still tell you this is what the class is like. This is what step is like. This is what, you know, all of these different milestones that you hear about or like you're familiar with, but like you haven't experienced. So, yeah. Um, I think that's one thing like why we started this podcast, just so like for people who didn't have, who don't have mentors. Absolutely. Like just so that they can have a mentor through this podcast. Like if you're not someone who's as outgoing and like looking for mentors, you can. Or if you're just having a hard time Mm -hmm. finding a mentor. Mm Because for me, it was like I was fortunate to have different people support me at different steps in the process. So like I had, when I was doing the, um, the MCAT the first time I had PAP, which was nice because, like, you know, you have, like, a, yeah. a cohort, I guess. You have someone looking out for you. Right. And then uh, as I went through undergrad, I kind of reached out to, like, one girl. I did have connects with one girl who was really sweet. She knew my uncle. And so she sat with me and talked to me about KU, and that was really nice. But, um... After that, you know, she got busy, and now she's in residency, and I'm sure she's doing amazing. Right. So, uh, there was that, and then I'm thinking, like, when I was doing the post-baccalaureate program, I don't know that I actually had a mentor for that step. I think well, I... Well, see, they had mentors for us in our program. Well, no, not in... Well, I'm saying, like, when I was applying to the program. Oh, Yeah, gotcha. I didn't have anybody for that, but, like, mm-hmm. once I got into the program, they did give us a mentor. mentor. And my mentor was on it she look shout out to Yvette because I know you're doing something amazing but she was on it like she was like look you go do well and this is why because <laughs> you're representing me and that's kind of mm-hmm. the the mentor vibe they're like I want you to do well because you are like representing my struggle basically like yeah. I'm gonna tell you everything that I wish I would have known yeah and I'm hoping that it makes you a better person because of it and so they take the time to invest in you they like sit down with you. Literally, I went over to Yvette's, because um, she was the second year in the program. I went over to her apartment to, like, panic about finals, the physics final. Because I, y'all, physics and me, I'm so glad I didn't have to take that test again, because <laughs> like, physics isn't my thing ever. Is it on step? No, I don't, well, like, I don't think they have a section, but if yeah, I see physics yeah. anywhere in my practices, girl, I think there'll be physics if you want to go to orthopedics. I'm punching things. That's I like just... basically physics, right? 
I don't know, probably. We'll just look. <laughs> the Lord won't bring me this far to let me down. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, and physics was her jam. So literally, she sat with me. She was like, look, this is what you need to know. This is what you need to do. I pulled up Khan Academy, and I was, but like, I busted it for physics. Like, one thing I did do is, like, hammer down. I, you know, you know what you need to know, and then you dedicate to it. But all this to say, my mentor was very motivational in that aspect. And so the one time I did have a mentor really made a big difference in, like, my motivation and, like, different plans. She helped me plan out what to do for the summer, um, things to look for when I was applying to medical schools. Uh, and then through the application process, it got a little fuzzy because she was in matriculation. So she was about to start medical school. Mm. So during that time... I had more so friends from the post-bac program that I could connect with and kind of talk to. And um, I'd done a program in Loyola at the beginning of the summer that connected me with other medical students. And so I could reach out to them for my application process. So like I had other connections to rely on, but like once that mentor would have been nice throughout undergrad, I think it would have really helped me just like as far as knowing the steps. Cause I feel like a lot of what I did was like, you know, you failed to, pick yourself up again and refine what you did. Yeah. And I feel like having a mentor early on in the process would have depleted some of the failure yeah, that you been, had to Because I feel like if you, a lot of the times you get in your head and you're just like, what am I doing? But for a mentor to be like, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you're on the right track. You're doing fine. Like, it's a lot better than you being like. Or for them to be real with you and be like, look, this some cat Sis. ain't it. <laughs> let's, let's plan Sis, for, the, for yeah. the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having somebody who's realistic with you because your your family who isn't in the process, your friends who isn't in, who aren't in the process, they might stray you in the wrong way with their support. And and we talked about like yeah. when when they're like, oh, you're, that's great, you're doing great, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they don't know the process. So for them to be like three point oh GPA cumulative, two point five science GPA, you can make it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Or they'll like they'll be like you'll be like oh I needed three more points on my MCAT and they're like oh three points like that's nothing they'll Ooh, understand and you're like so no three points is like twenty to twenty like that's yeah. a hella question no like, that's a difference it's huge yeah even that one is a big point. <laughs> that's a very good point like because my mom would be like oh you're only a couple points away like I'm like mom like you don't understand like it's percentiles like that's yeah. huge like yeah. So you ha- having that person who's on the inside that's been... And that's why when I was saying I want a mentor at every level, I really do. I want to have somebody who has been through all of medical school. I would really like somebody who's been through medical school, residency, and fellowship. But do you think that's too much advice? No. I Now, I'm not trying to have like five. Okay, like, girl. Right. It's like, uh... But I want to have different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So if I could, I'd want a man and a woman. Both black, but where's the diverse? I know. I'm I'm working on myself. Okay. <laughs> he I'm, was working through this her through her my diversity. Yeah, with her diversity through this podcast. Right, but yeah, no, like I'd like different perspectives. So I'd want to know like what they've done in their steps that may and that I think that comes from fear, like me knowing that I had to fail to get to this point. And I'm grateful for that, but I don't have time to fail again. No, nope. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really don't. I, I don't have. I, like I said, I don't have time to fail. And yes, I know that eventually, you know, it'll get hard, and I'll. I might even experience another setback or whatever. But knowing ahead of time what lies ahead can make all the difference. It and does. so, 
yeah, I'm just really trying to get to that point. And, like, I've done a lot um, to just pile up different, like, step resources. And they say don't start studying for step for med school. So I'm not crazy, y'all. I know I'm not doing that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've tried to, like, take in as many pieces of advice that I have now and write it down so that when I'm going through this process, I'll be like, okay, this is about the time. Because the timeline for medical school is a little ambiguous. Like, a little? I'm I'm realizing, like, it's kind of strange. They've got, um, you know, you take your classes, but then, like, you've got this large amount of space to study for a step. And uh, then, like, you basically hop into rotations. And then, like, you hop into, like, applying to residency. It's It's kind of like... You don't, a lot of this process is you don't know about it until you get there. Mm-hmm. And that is frustrating. That's, it goes back to you have to trust the process. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But it's frustrating because it's just like, how do I know that I'm prepared enough mm-hmm. if I don't know what comes next? So that's, I think that's why faith. I'm like, so, oh girl, yes, faith, yes, faith. But, um, I think that's why I'm so dead set on having a mentor just for, and I'd even like to have a mentor in medical school who's older than me. Just to know, like, okay, how did you feel about this class? How did you feel? And a lot of medical schools do support that. They have a lot of mentorship opportunities. So, And I think I got this idea from Iowa because they actually give you the opportunity to have a a mentor at every level. Every level. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Iowa's got the perks. So... Hopefully she does. I don't want her to go there, guys. So you know we're working on it. <laughs> Iowa, stop playing hard to get. You liked me, so. <laughs> but did they? <laughs> but did they? I'm right. joking. They loved her. Oh my I God. love her. So right goals, but um. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, mentorship is a thing, and like Flo said, this is this podcast is our way of serving as a mentor to anybody who didn't have or don't don't doesn't have that. Right now, um, if you probably just take your MCAT and you're like, shucks, what do I do now? Or Mm -hmm. if you're in the application process, haven't heard back from anybody, like, that's who this podcast is for. You know what I mean? We're trying to... That train just... Yeah, I know. on my parade. (laughs) Um, But like what Kia is saying, that's so true. And I think it goes back to saying, like, if you've had experiences or things and you're, like, at a higher level than other people, don't be scared to, like, share your failures and upcomings because it's going to help someone else. Like, telling your story, someone else could be going through the same exact thing and can't mm -hmm. find someone else to relate to. And then you tell your story and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, someone went through exactly what I went through. Like, I can do this. And just being able to hear your story through someone else and knowing that they've made it just makes that delayed gratification and all of that worthwhile. Yeah. I saw this post the other day uh, on Instagram that was like, it it was this lady in a white coat. So she's a doctor, but she said in her her caption, um, tell somebody a part of your journey that you're ashamed of. Ooh. And I just really like that. I was like, that, yeah, that's important. Because, like, people give you superficial advice, and that's easy. You know, that's... Just, I, a, but a lot of people in this process don't want people to know that they failed. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're very transparent about it, because we're, pr- we're proud of our failures. Because yeah. I feel like my failures is what's made me who I am right. today. Right. That is very true. And I'm proud of it. And I, like, I try and mentor my sisters, because they're young, they're they're younger than me, and they're on the same process. So I tell them, like... Freshman year, I didn't go to office hours. You need to be at office hours. Right. Like, if I, if you're getting a B in a class and you could have gotten an A and I knew you weren't at office hours, like, you're going to get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you need to be there, you know? Yeah. So. That's very true. Yeah. So, this is, yeah, that's our way of being mentors. And I look forward to mentoring people in medical school as well. 
I was really kind of sad that I wasn't able to be a mentor for my med, for my program because, uh, like I said, they give they assign mentors. But um, yeah, you know, I I definitely feel like this podcast is like my way of oh, being being a mentor oh, to somebody. He's anybody. just being so sentimental. Y'all, me. I just got so much time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the Mahoney messages. If you guys need a mentor if or you need, need advice, a mentor, and if you're just scared, we don't have we won't post it online. Just reach out to us. We oh, want to yeah. be like a source for especially minorities because we know what it's like going through this process. So Absolutely. Reach out to us. Yeah. Melaninmedicine02 at gmail.com. Zero two. Not O two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like oxygen. Oh, that was... Oh, God. That was nerdy. That, I'm so sorry, y'all. Yeah, it's ignore her. Excuse me. <laughs> um, so last but not least, we're going to talk about our hidden Jemison. Yes. Thank you. I'm not the only sound sound bite. Um, so we will point out that the SHPEP program is... Um, it opened December 1st. Yeah. And it closes February 15th. So apply. Right. Yes, apply. If and that's something. And we can, if you, if anyone's interested, we can put the link on our Instagram or mm-hmm. yeah. uh, anything. So let us know. Most definitely. And if you're not familiar with it, that's a program that we talked about in our first episode. We mentioned it from Howard, but it's available at all different. Um, yeah. It's like a, a bunch of different locations that it's offered. So. Pick one that you're close to or that you, you know, might want to live in. Pick a medical school that you want exposure to. Yeah, travel. Get that little travel time and experience. It's six weeks and it's paid. It's paid, so free travel. But um, we actually have an actual Hidden Jemison, and it's the program that we met at. Oh, yeah. So, do you want to tell them about Oh, and the person that um, mentioned that the SHPEP program uh, she she gave us more information on it. I, I think she did it, and uh, she just really enjoyed it. So she pubbed it. Yeah, and we her, can connect you to her, too. She Yeah, her Instagram name is DeanMarie24. So she's super cool. And double pub, she's got her Snapchat uh, uh, picture, or her Snapchat code as her um, Instagram. Instagram, uh, what am I trying to say? Pick profile picture. Okay. So... Yeah, because I might need to do that. Try to get the pub for the pub. Pub, pub, pub. Okay. (laughs) So the program we met at was the pre-admissions program at KU Medical Mm -hmm. Center. And it's an awesome program. It's a, was it a six-week program? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's paid. um, Why'd you look like that? Oh. Okay, it's paid. I thought, okay, I thought you were, okay. Yep, it's paid. Um, I think um, it's a minimum 2.5 GPA. Um, it's basically like an MCAT program. So it's a six-week program, and you basically, you just study from the MCAT for like eight. Well, they provided us with a free Kaplan course. Oh, yeah, yeah, free yeah. Kaplan course. And so it was a $1,000 value. Um, of a Kaplan course. Yeah, because we got a tutor, like a Kaplan tutor came in. Yeah, we literally went to class. Like, yeah. we had all the books for Kaplan. Um, we went into class. The guy, like, taught. It was long days, y'all. So when we... It's six weeks. It's paid, but it's long. It's long. So you do that. I think the last year they did it in Kansas City. Yeah. And they just gave them hosts. Like, they Host hosted them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, it's a good experience. Like I said, MetFlow. 
So thankful for that. Um, also got to <laughs> also got to get a really good connection with KU. If you get a certain, I think they're still doing that. If you get a certain yeah, MCAT if you get score, a certain, certain MCAT score, you get an automatic interview, mm-hmm. which, which is, is nice. Get your foot God. in the door. Uh, you meet with the dean of admissions. You have a really good in with the diversity coordinator there, um, and so she can vouch for you. Um, and that goes back to our professionalism thing. Just remember, professionalism goes through every step. So even if you do a summer program. You never know who they know. Be professional. But, um, yeah, so, like you said, you get a stipend. Uh, when they had us at KU in Lawrence, we got food and, like, room and board, all that. Oh, we got so fat that Oh, summer. my God, I ate so much. I ate so much. We went to the cafe so all the time. Good. Like, know. after that, pr- I gained 10 pounds in six Yikes. weeks. Girl, 10. I ate so much. You did. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, friend. It's all right. We were living, but yeah, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. We met really great people there. That's the fun thing about doing these programs. Like you make connections that you would never think. Yeah. Like, um, our group for that program was super close. There's 10 Mm -hmm. to 12 of us, I think. Mm -hmm. And we were all super close and like some of us have kept in contact and it's just great to see, like, we started from the bottom and like, there's people in our program who are in med school, like doing great things right now. And And if I get in, it'll be three from PAP. That'll be in the matriculating class. Yeah, yeah. Three wow. of us, yeah. That's wild. We started from the bottom, y'all, so. <laughs> we started from the bottom. <laughs> but Pap isn't at the bottom, but we started it's, from We the started bottom. from the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a really good pro- program. Um, if you're interested, Google, this is how I found it, Google um, K-U-P-A-P. Um, and you can type it out if you want to, K-U pre-admissions program. That's Kansas University for people who may not be familiar. Um but yeah, it's a really good school, really good ranking, really just waiting on them to call me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then if you guys have any questions about it, or we can like get you, con- maybe, I don't know, connected to the coordinator of Yeah, it. if you have any questions. Yeah, I'm sure she'd answer them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, other than that, guys, that wraps up our show for today. Thank you so much for our listeners. I also want to say, y'all, we're on Apple Podcasts. We are are on we Apple. made it. We made it. Like, mama, I made it. I'm done. I'm still doing med school, <laughs> but I made it. <laughs> so if you're interested in listening to us on Apple or iTunes or anything like that, look us up. Melanin in Medicine. You'll see our goofy faces um, and our beautiful photo shoot, which we need another photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, we, we do. do. We say that every weekend. Sorry, guys. We will have a new photo shoot with fresh pictures. Um, look and fly. So, uh, if if you uh, like I, I said, like if you were have... taking pictures yesterday, we, we don't be dedicated. We just be distracted. <sighs> yep. Okay. <laughs> but um, that's all for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. A lot of people came up to us just this weekend and said they really liked our show. If you caught us, um, if you found us on Tumblr or Twitter or wherever, please pub us. Please pass it to a friend. Um, our goal is to have a hundred listens in fifty states. Um, as soon as possible so yeah you know yeah and just thank you to like all of our listeners because this weekend when people came up to us and most of the time most of the people who came up to us were non-healthcare providers but they were minorities and they were like we relate to all the same things in our work fields and everything so that made Mm -hmm. us feel so good that we're are we're not just rambling (laughs) (laughs) really that that yes (laughs) so yeah huge thank you guys um and that's it so have a good week And this is going to be on time. Adios. Hasta luego.